Chapter 3 The First Cut is the Deepest Over the next week, Carol found herself laughing more than she had in the last six months, and she realized she and Charlie actually worked well together. She was quick to jump in when he needed an extra hand, and she loved getting to know the other kids in Cal's class. Charlie never complained that she was late every morning, though he did tease her about the cup of coffee that was always in her hand. So that's why you have so much energy, he said, yawning on a Friday afternoon as she turned up her cup for the last sip. I'm just trying to keep up with you, she yawned too. Hey, that's catching. I'm going to have to get a refill. Oh, you're just looking for an excuse to have another cup, he said, as he ran a sweeper over the carpet. No, look, even Cal is wiped out. She nodded towards the corner of the room where Cal was playing on his tablet but dozing off. Even after five years, it still sometimes surprised her how much she loved him. She'd catch him in a moment like this and feel like her heart was overflowing. Sweet boy, she whispered. Hey, Charlie said quietly, let's get this photo booth set up so y'all can get home and get some rest. It's the last thing we have to do before Monday. Okay, let's do it, she replied, taking a deep breath and wishing she had one sip left in her cup. She jogged a few times in place to muster up a last surge of energy, then braced one hand on either side of the tall wooden frame. Got it over there? he asked, doing the same on the other side. Okay, one, two, three. They lifted it together and balanced it against the wall. Hey, that looks pretty good, she said. It turned out better than I thought. All of my creative work is done on the computer now. I haven't painted in years. You'd never know it, he said. This looks great. You really did a nice job. I'll come back this weekend and attach the back to it. It'll be ready to stand on its own. Look at us, rocking the kindergarten class. We made a good team this week, she said with a satisfied smile. Okay, be honest. This is better than helping Amy with snacks, right? She can't always win. Carol laughed. I told you I'm not getting in the middle of this. You've been friends for a long time. Y'all can argue that out. I'll be glad to stay and keep helping in class, though, if you don't mind. They sat down in front of the photo booth, and he handed her a bottle of water. Well, I had some other interviews lined up, but I guess I'll let you stick around. She grinned, took a long drink, then asked, I know how I got talked into volunteering, Charlie. How'd you end up with this gig? Same way you did, he replied. Amy? Course, he said. Amy could sell ice to a polar bear. What she says goes. You sound like you really have known her a long time. Well, she and my wife, honey, were best friends pretty much from the time they were born. Went to school together, grew up in this church together. They went to Baylor, too, and then Amy got us all together. They've been our family, especially for the last five years. Is that when your wife passed? Carol asked. Yeah, he said softly, looking at the floor and rubbing the back of his neck. I'm so sorry, she said. Thanks, he said. Honey was the delight of my eyes. Like in Ezekiel, Carol said. Exactly, Charlie said, a bit surprised. You know your Bible. Carol chuckled. Lots of Bible drills growing up. My dad was a music minister, then a church music professor at Samford. That's where I went to school. Anyway, he and my mom named my sister Melody and me, of course, Carol. We got lots of jokes on that growing up. She rolled her eyes and shook her head. More seriously, she added, I imagine it's been really hard for you. Thank you. It has. 
Honey's the one that used to help with all this stuff. She was the children's pastor. But I just took an early retirement package this spring, and I've been thinking through what's next for me career-wise. Amy thought I needed something to do to keep me busy in the meantime. He raised an eyebrow. Oh, yeah? What are you thinking about doing next? She asked. You know, I'm not sure, he said. I was a software engineer for so long that I've forgotten what else is out there. My girls are in Austin, so I've been thinking a little about doing something at the university there. I don't know if I could ever leave Davidson, though. It's a special place. She followed his gaze out the second floor window to see the tops of the trees in the church courtyard. The late afternoon sun was shining through them and made shadows on the floor. Truthfully, I'm not in any rush, he continued, and this has become a pretty nice way to honor her memory. Since she'd been in this church for so long, she'd taught just about every group of kids that came through. They all loved Miss Honey. They had a hard time understanding why she died. We all did. His eyes filled with tears, and he paused to collect himself. Stuff like this, it helps us all keep on going. And it helps me still feel close to her. I understand, Carol said quietly. I've been trying to help Cal find ways to remember his dad, too. Your husband passed away? he asked. Yes, she said, about a year ago. He looked curious, but she didn't feel ready to say anything else. Hey, where are the props for the booth? she asked. Oh, I've been storing them in Honey's office to keep them out of reach of the kids this week. Want to walk over and grab them? Honey's office? Yes, just on the west side of the church. Um, sure, she said. Hey, Cal, we'll be right back. Cal nodded sleepily as the tinny music from the game he'd been playing streamed out of the tablet. Carol followed Charlie through a series of back halls until they reached the church's administrative suite. He pulled out a key and led her into an office that was in a row of several others. He turned on the lights and she saw books about child development, teaching methods, and curriculum filling the built-in bookshelves that lined the walls. Handmade mementos decorated the sections that weren't packed with books, and several pictures of Charlie and their daughters sat on the desk. The pile of photo booth props rested in the corner, and Charlie started stacking them into the cart they'd brought. Carol browsed one of the bookshelves, running her hand along the spines. She stopped when she came to a framed sepia-toned picture of four college students in Baylor sweatshirts, the women holding hands and sitting on the men's shoulders. She looked more closely. Oh my goodness, is this you and Amy? He walked over to the bookshelves. Yep, and Ford and Honey, that was the four of us. That's a great picture. Y'all must have had a wonderful time in college. Oh, we did, Charlie said, taking the picture from her to look more closely. Those were four of the most fun years of my life. Carol wanted to be polite, but couldn't help asking. Charlie, um, has Honey's office stayed the same since she passed? Hmm? Oh, yeah, he replied, returning the picture to the shelf. Why? Oh, just curious. Didn't the church need the space for a new children's pastor? Well, they've actually not filled the position yet. Honey had created all these great systems for classes and curriculum, and everything worked so well that we've just kind of kept it all going the way she had it. There's been no real need to change anything. Carol nodded slowly, then picked up a family photo to keep the conversation from getting too awkward. Hey, this is a great picture, too. Thanks. Those are our girls, Emily and Beth. I call her Biddy. Biddy? That's cute. Yeah, she was born a few weeks early. Just the tiniest little thing. I started calling her Little Biddy, and it stuck. Oh, I love that. Where were y'all in this picture? I was at the beach, the last summer we had with Honey. We went down to Corpus Christi every summer since the year we got married. 
Our family always went to Gulf Shores. It was at the opposite end of the state, but it still felt like home away from home. We stayed at the same place every summer. You know, Cal's never been to the beach, so I guess we'll have to check out Corpus sometime. Maybe start a new tradition. They finished packing the props and he locked the office where Honey's name was still on the door. As they walked back, he asked, You and your husband didn't continue the family trips after Cal was born? Not really, she said, her smile fading as she thought of Ryan. He wasn't exactly a family trip kind of guy. I actually haven't been to the beach since the summer before my dad passed away. They walked in silence the rest of the way to the classroom and came in to find Cal still engrossed on his tablet. They left the cart of props in front of the photo booth and looked around the room. Well, everything seems to be ready for next week, she said. Cal, we need to be heading home. Charlie apologized. Hey, I'm sorry if I asked too many questions. I didn't mean to pry. Oh, not at all. I didn't mean to pry either. This stuff can be tough to talk about sometimes. I'm glad you understand. Carol's smile returned, but she felt her guard go up. She had to admit, though, that it had felt good to let it down for a bit. Cal, she called again. He finally jumped up, and they all headed outside. Cal climbed into the back seat of Carol's SUV and buckled in as she started the car. She gave Charlie a friendly wave as he walked back into the church. Then she leaned back in the driver's seat for a moment and let the cold air blast on her face. She thought about how different her marriage had been from what Charlie and Honey's sounded like. The years of anger, infidelity, abuse, how Cal had been an unexpected blessing, and Ryan's death had been another one. What would it have been like to have been truly loved, to have someone call her the delight of his eyes? Honey had been a lucky woman, she thought, and she must have been amazing. No wonder it was hard for Charlie and the church to let go. The next week, Amy was sitting on the couch at the church cafe, working on her second cup, when Carol came in and ordered a large coffee to go. Good morning, Amy called. She scooted over and patted the seat for Carol to sit down. I've got to get to class, but I can stay a minute, she said, tucking one leg under her and taking a long sip of coffee. She is the prettiest person I've ever seen in real life, Amy thought, and she's been here almost two months already. I've just got to fix her up with somebody. You know, for teenagers, they make a pretty good cup, Carol said, referring to the youth group members who staffed the church cafe and interrupting Amy's thoughts of matchmaking. Of course they do. I taught them, Amy said. The first cup I had after they opened this place wasn't drinkable, so we had a meeting that Sunday afternoon where I walked them through the art and science of good coffee. I've done a yearly barista training ever since. That is fantastic, Carol said. You know, I think when I retire, I might just open up a coffee shop. There's this cool quirky one where my sister lives in Alabama, and I keep telling myself I'll take over for the owner one day. Nope. Sorry, Amy said. That would require you moving back to Alabama, and I've decided I'm not going to let you go. You can open up that coffee shop right here. Only if you'll run it with me, Carol said. It's a deal, Amy laughed. You know, Honey and I used to say we were going to open a children's bookstore when we retired. She loved to read, and of course, she loved children. I told her I'd do all the outreach and promotion if she'd handle the books. I have heard so many wonderful things about her, Carol said. Charlie was talking last week about all the systems and curriculum she set up that y'all haven't really needed to change much of anything. Oh, she was incredible, Amy said. And I don't just say that because she was my best friend. She truly had a calling, a gift for this work, and she was so sweet. 
In all our years of knowing each other, I don't think I ever heard her say an unkind word about anybody. She and Charlie hardly ever fought, so different than Ford and I were those first couple of years. Really? Gracious, yes. God had to do some major work on my temper. Ford would do something or other to make me mad. We'd have a knockdown drag out, and then I'd get so upset I'd actually go throw up. No way. Yes, but I was fine after that. He always said I had a short fuse, but that meant it burned out quickly, too. And then we made up pretty easily. Amy winked at her. The man was a saint those first few years, but don't you dare tell him I said that. You bet. It's in the vault. Carol glanced at her phone. Oh, goodness, I'm late again. Charlie is so sweet about it, but I always feel bad. I was two weeks past my due date when I was born, and my sister says I've been running late ever since. I've got to hear more about this family of yours. How about lunch on Saturday? I feel like we never have enough time to talk in the mornings. Sounds good. It's the fourth, but we don't have any plans, Carol said as she walked to the counter for a lid. Just let me know where, and I'll have to bring Cal, of course. Okay, I'll text you. See you at snack time soon, Amy called as Carol walked away. She sat for another minute, scrolling through the church directory in her head. That's it, she said to herself. She picked up her phone and pulled up the contacts until she found the right one. Steve, Amy Wilson, how are you? She paused. Wonderful. Hey, I'm sorry you and Carol didn't have a chance to chat at the snack table at kids camp last week. Are you free for a late lunch on Saturday?